0: Welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for being here. This is where I have conversations with people that are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears that hold so many of us back. I am always intrigued with what some people can squeeze into each day, not simply the amount that they can achieve, but the way they go about juggling it all. Lee Sutherland is one of those people that I admire with how she goes about her day and her commitment to delivering. It might not be the textbook way, but it is a way that works for her. And in my mind, that is one of the key essence of a life lived immediately to be actioning now in a way that works for you. Lee turned her obsession of health and fitness from a side project that she was doing in her spare time into a thriving community and business. And as that business, Fitness in the City, was expanding, she decided to launch her second business, the organic herbal tea company, Little Whiteling Co., whilst pregnant with her first child. Lee is without doubt a master juggler. In this episode, we discuss feeding your passion, creating the life you want to live, business and a baby, and growing in your life. Lee is super fun and energetic. And if you are listening to this while walking, it will be impossible not to walk faster. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Lee Sutherland. Hi, Lee, how's it going?
1: Mike, I'm really good, how are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. And again, thank you for um, your time today. Very welcome. So you're one of these crazy people that doesn't just run one company. You're the owner of two companies, Fitness in the City and Little Wide Co. Um, I'm one of those people that likes to do their exercise first thing in the morning. So let's talk about that one first. All right. Can you tell me how the idea for Fitness in the City came about?
1: God, Fitness in the City, it was super backwards how... I came about to that, I guess, I mean, taking it right back, I studied natural health science when I was straight out of high school. So I kind of started off, you know, in that kind of health and caring kind of area. Um, And then, you know, as any young girl does, I went through my party stage, I was like, you know what, I'll just put that on the side for a while, go traveling overseas, get everything out of my system, kind of decided once I got back to Australia that, hey, I'm going to work in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, as you do. So mm-hmm. I kind of found my path there. I interned at like Chug Entertainment. I won a competition called V Raw, um, which ended, ended up at Universal Music, which I worked there for four years. Um, and I think it was just, you know, after that time of, you know, really early starts, late nights, kind of, you know, no offense to anyone working there, but I kind of felt. The pool to go back to the health industry because I was felt a little bit like I was selling my soul, you know what I mean? I was going to gigs that I wasn't enjoying, and I felt the music that I was, you know, passionate about that they weren't getting the, you know, the look in. So I was like, all right, how can I kind of marry the two? So that's when I started studying. at night while I was working still, I started training personal training um, and it was probably before I even finished. I started the blog um, and I called it Fitness in the City. So it was just a kind of way to feed my passion of writing. I've always been a writer. I was always that little weird girl writing my journal and writing stories and poems. <laughs> so for me, it was a kind of way to feed that passion and also help kind of communicate what I was learning in the fitness and also my past learnings in natural health science to kind of like a broader range of people and not just like, you know, family and a couple of clients at the time. So, yeah, I started at um, working full time. So, yeah, that was probably like maybe six years ago now.
0: And, and what do you think it was that gave you the courage or the motivation or the desire to go, you know what, I'm, I am going to start this?
1: Um, I think it was kind of, oh, it was giving it a good go, working at the record label, because let's be honest, like how freaking cool is it working at a record label, you know what I mean? It's the cool people, the fun gigs, Um, but I think it was just kind of letting go of the ego a little bit um, and saying, you know what, I can sidestep um, something that I'm kind of, you know, feel strongly about around people's health and helping them kind of lead the better life that they want to. So, um, I think it was just kind of like wanting more and just giving it a go. I guess when I started the blog, not many people was blogging, then anyway, Um, so I think I was kind of like, you know, started to be one of the first in that kind of fitness space, fitness health space, so I guess at the time it was like, well, I don't even know if anyone's reading it apart from my mum. Giving me little high fives, going, go, go, go. Um, So you know, I didn't really have anything to lose. I decided a super easy um, website that I made myself. You know, wasted many hours of my life trying to build a couple of ones to make it prettier. Um, So I really didn't have anything to lose. You know what I mean? I was, I was still having my full time job. I was studying at night after my job. um, You know, so I wasn't as if I was losing any money doing that. Sure, I lost a few hours of my time, and it was a little bit more time consuming and you know a bit of hard work doing it, but. There was, there was nothing to lose. You just, yeah, I just did it.
0: And tell me about that moment when you realized, okay, hold on. This isn't a hobby anymore. I've, I've turned this into a business and, and like, what, what path did that take?
1: God, you know what? Sometimes it still feels like a hobby because I, I love it. You know what I mean? I kind of like when I wake up and I'm doing stuff and it kind of still feels like a hobby in a way. Um, I think, I think it was obviously getting the more clients and I think fitness in the cities kind of is broken into that two areas. I have the actual clients that I see, um, for the physical boot camps and the PT and things like that and the nutrition consultations and then I have the blog side where I write and I freelance write for other people. So um yeah, as I said, I think it still feels like a hobby because I'm like I can't believe people pay me to do something that I love. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been something that kind of gradually over time. Obviously, the last couple of years everything's really ramped up and it's a lot more busy. So, probably like last year I really felt like, all right, this is this is actually a thing and I can make this a a full-time job.
0: And you know, you you talk about loving what you do and you hear a lot of people talk about You know follow your passion and all that kind Mm -hmm. of thing is that something that you believe in do you do you feel that hey if you are going to give this a go you've you've got to do it not about the money and and if it comes then happy days
1: yeah absolutely i read something really interesting um a while ago and he was talking about um the difference between like a multi-millionaire who works you know like every hour of his life but he doesn't get to enjoy it and do anything with his money Mm. or someone who earns you know like half of that not you know not even coming close but he's working less hours he's getting to do more with his time so you know who's the richer person I think most people would actually go you know what I'd kind of want to earn a little bit less and have a lifestyle but you know as I said it's if you are passionate about it, you're always going to find the hours in the day. You can always make more money and, you know, look at the different avenues to actually kind of make it super successful.
0: And has running a business, you know, always been one of your goals? Have you, like being young, was it always one of those desires that you had?
1: Yeah, I've always been one of those. I've always had a zillion ideas of things that I want to do. You know, I remember when I was Little growing up on the farm, like I used to try to sell my family sandwiches. I'd make them all things that are made out of woodwork. I think I was always like an entrepreneur at heart. There you know, was always like, you know, had that hustle there. Like, what can I do to make things my own? So and I and it, I, I I know uh, where I know
0: where you grew up too. There wasn't that many people. Like, do you even call it a town where you grew no. up?
1: No, <laughs> no. So a town. so you. It were, was,
0: you, you were actually yep. getting your mum to make the sandwiches, and then you were selling them back to her, pretty much.
1: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. We had um workmen that came through, you and know, when we had the shearing or um seeding and things like that, because yeah, where I grew up, it was on a farm, seven and a half hours north of Perth. Um, the primary school I went to had fifty kids in total, so wow. I think my year had five kids. So yeah, it was very um very remote, but like amazing place to grow up.
0: Wow. Another amazing thing is that pregnancy didn't seem to slow you down. As while you were expecting your first child, you launched your second company, um, Little Wildling Co., which is a beautiful organic herbal tea company. Tell me about the conversation you had with your husband when you told him that you wanted to launch another company.
1: Um, well, I think he's probably used to me saying, "Oh my God, what about this? This would be amazing." <laughs> but I, um, I think Little Wildling Co. was always in the back of my head. Um, it was, you know, one of those things that I used to write in my list year after year, kind of like starting to think of ideas of what I want to do. Like I remember in high school, I used to have, you know, things that you want to achieve, you know, things that you write at the start of the year. It was always like a market stall, you know, selling some sort of like nuts or teas or like, you know, something random. I think it was just the little hippie in me that was kind of like, what can I do to kind of that uh, feed that? But um, I actually had the idea of starting it, um, like you do know, properly putting real thought. in like, Right, I think I'm going to do this. Before I found out I was pregnant, so it probably it was like three months, and because I was like, "You know what let's just do it. I need to do it now. I don't want to have like a year development, or I kind of had the feeling of where I wanted to go like creatively in the branding and everything like that, so I think um I decided, oh, like November maybe, and then by kind of you know December, I had the wheels in motion, you know I started the um the packaging and all you know chatting to my graphic designer so it was a super fast turnaround of like actually deciding you know what i'm I'm gonna do this and i want to do it now so he was kind of like slow down you don't have to do it right now you know like Mm.
0: it's
1: okay and i'm like frantic like no this is going to be amazing i can see it i need to do it right now and and then of course i found out i was pregnant (laughs)
0: yeah and just on that point like sorry to interrupt but like do you think that is is part of your success where it's like let's just keep on moving forward here's an idea let's go with it instead of trying to make everything perfect because we we always know that that day never arrives
1: do you think that is one of your
0: uh, your gifts if that's the right word
1: i mean it just works for me i think if you overthink things that's when you're gonna have self-doubt into your mind and you know what i mean like Mm. if you talk to many people about it and they'll like put you know some negative thoughts in your mind i think if you just like have I don't know I just really committed to it and it's worked for me I just think yeah I know my style and if I think overthink things or um you know you're just going to delay it for more years and my kind of thought now is you know why wait you know it's I'm not getting any younger you can obviously you can start things at any age and I've had many kind of career changes and movements um but it was just about just just start I mean I think as soon as I kind of had the thought, found the name and like saw what I wanted to create, you know, I, of course I had to wait a little bit of time and patience for the packaging and everything like that to happen. So, you know, to kind of fully commit to it, that's when I started like the social media and kind of getting that vision board happening of like what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, it's always kind of worked for me. Mm. Obviously, there's other people there who would, you know, want to have that business plan and really dive into it and, you know. That's what my thought. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's
0: interesting what you said there about, you kind of jumped, you took the leap, you, mm-hmm. and then you committed. So it, you kind of were like, it's, it's all in here are the chips
1: yeah exactly, and you know what It's not as if I was like all right i'm gonna I'm putting in a hundred thousand dollars into this. you know what i mean it was it was baby steps, you know for me ordering four thousand tins, you know that was a little bit daunting, but again, it was like, you know what I am committing to into it. I can see that it's gonna be big because I'm passionate about it. I like, you know, I can, I feel that it's got strong branding and it's different from the rest. So for me, I felt like, you know, I always couldn't fail, which is, of course, naive because men, there's many great businesses out there who everyone says, you know, can fail in the first year. But I just, I don't know, I just had that feeling, so I just went with it.
0: And how have you handled that growth?
1: Um, you know what? It's tricky. I'm not going to lie. Like, we've only, I think it's literally probably been a year. Um, I soft launched probably... Just at the end of April um, last year when he, it was featured in an exhibition in Melbourne by The Cool Hunter, which mm-hmm. was a really amazing opportunity because he's got a huge reach. I think he has like a million impressions on his website. So, you know, everything's kind of been happening a little bit sooner than I'm ready for. So, like at the moment, I'm trying to upscale, um, you know, into a new warehouse space um, other people you know I'm still doing the blends but I'm kind of like dropping off my blends because I'm a herbalist as well so I have to make sure it's you know all all to my liking and people are helping me now with the the labeling and the packing which is amazing so it frees up other sides of my business that I can kind of do but you know that comes with teething problems you know so it's, it's tricky because I am making it up almost as I go but that's exciting yeah. kind of fun thing as well you know like if it wasn't daunting then um, you know it's not, it wouldn't be as much growth then, right?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: 100%. And like
0: was starting a second business easier? Like what were the key lessons you learned from Fitness in the City that you used when launching Little Wide Co. Co.?
1: Hmm, I think I knew for me to get the brand awareness out there, the social media side had to be kind of strong um, for the target audience. So I guess I got that from Fitness in the City, which, you know, the blog – and my writing grew um, from from that side as well. But I, th- I think it just highlighted how different the two are, one being kind of like a product-based business and the other one being a service. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, you know, different. And, again, just like picking up more of the business stuff, that took me a while to develop for Fitness in the City. So, you know, like it took me a while. We mentioned before like going from hobby to an actual business, yeah. like – I was using an Excel spreadsheet for my accounting forever. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And my, when I was talking to my friend who's going to be like, what are you doing? Get yeah. zero. Like, you're dumb. <laughs> you make it harder for yourself. So I'm like, you know what? You have to kind of like have that brain pattern as well. Like, actually mentally like, you know what? This is a business and I need to plan from the start that it's going to be huge. You know, when, yeah. e- e- when come April last year, I may have been selling like five pouches yeah. a week you got to plan, I think, the bigger and better things. So right. that was the difference, of, you know, from Fitness in the City, which was that hobby for a while. It took me a while to treat it as a serious business um, where my teas, I'm kind of like from the get-go, you know, and already, you know, it's, it's almost like just to diversify a little bit making vision boards, you know, that's really big right now. But I really actually believe it because you mm. put it out there. You know, I've got a big sign on one of my boards at the moment with like a figure that I wanted to have by the end of the year. And off chance, like I've been speaking to investors and they're like who really, you know, believe in the brand and they want to get on board with the T's and they're offering that figure. So I'm wow. like, there you go. That's kind of cool, right?
0: Yeah. It also helps when you do Skype conversations with them and that figure's behind you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like planting that seed. <laughs> so, without segueing, I just need to say this. How good is Xero? Anyone out there that is starting a business, it is the best accounting software, hands down.
1: Yep. <laughs> Sponsors um, out there, listen up. Exactly. So,
0: times do get tough running your own business, especially in those early days. Like, what do you think it is with you that makes you not give up? Like, how do you push through? those low moments?
1: Um, I think it's kind of doing it all because I want to create the lifestyle that I want to lead and live with my family. You know what I mean? Like I have worked in some awesome jobs um, and I still work um, a few days at a talent agent, you know, which again, I'm really passionate about. It's something I'm good at. And again, it's kind of like helping people. But, you know, it's, it's doing it so I can create the life that I want to live. I want to be able to get it to a point where, you know, I can write my articles from anywhere in the world, I can kind of automate all of my processes with the tea, and, you know, me and my fam can go live on a farm for like mm. six months of the year and then half of it in the city or it's, you know, I think once you have that kind of passion and vision behind you, um, you're always going to find hours in the day for something that you're passionate about. You know, or if you're hating your job, you're not going to spend, um, you know, extra time when you'd rather sit on the couch and watch Game of Thrones, you know. I think, yeah, if you have that passion, you have that vision, It. Doesn't feel like you're putting in extra hours because you know it's all leading to the greater
0: purpose. Mm. And like when you talk about those extra hours, you know, what are your secrets to prioritizing time? Because you've you've got a, a young child, you're running two businesses. Do you are you really strict on what you schedule and what you do, or do you just simply not sleep? Oh God,
1: I'm not <laughs> nailing the schedule at the moment. <laughs> I'm um, I'm definitely more strict with. Um, what I select. I mean, I get to go to lots of events for Fitness in the City just because it is that kind of media outlet oh. that's it's in there. So, um, I'm definitely more selective what I go for that or I send like an intern who writes to me to some events and things like that just so we can keep that kind of presence and coverage there. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's a work in progress. I don't feel like I'm really daily. It. It's like, you know, one day I'll always commit like hundred percent, that's just with my baby jet. Um mm-hmm. and then other days it's, you know, like I'll smash out as much work as I can while he's sleeping and but yeah, it's um I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a perfect schedule down. Um it's kind of just being a little bit reactive at the moment. So I uh, and then that's something that I'm I'm working on at yeah. the moment. Make it a little bit more um yeah, have a little bit better system so it's more concentrating on the Ts and giving the right amount of time for the website. Yeah.
0: Being a a business owner, and again, I, I keep harping on this because you you own two businesses, and I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. But like, how do you how do you decide it's fitness in the city today, or it's the baby today, or it's the Wildling code today? Like, how do you juggle that, or is or is it really just like a toss salad? It's just everything yeah. is in there, and we all move together.
1: <laughs> we all move together. I feel like hopefully, if you ask me this question in a month, I'm going to have like an awesome answer. A month, I'm like I'm kicking ass. But at the moment, it's probably a little bit too much fitness in the city because I am, you know, like it's almost um, bankrolling my yeah. teas in a way and allowing me to make some like crazy choices and try yeah. lots of different things. But I've kind of I am taking on less clients. So how my schedule looks at the moment is. Early mornings, um, you know, to catch that kind of like the 5 to 9 a.m. clients and then same thing at night from like 5 to say 7.30, I'll take my clients, one or two maybe during the day and then the rest is kind of like writing um articles for myself and then other people that I contribute and freelance for and then so it's just literally answering campaign emails or if I have to shoot something or you know and then and then the rest is spent on the tea so the scales is probably a little bit too much in fitness and city which is funny because my focus is really on my tea so yeah. I think it's just prioritizing you know I can pretend that I've got it down packed, but yeah it's about trying to have it that equal, yeah. equal spread. And and you've And of course Jets in there, guys, I do have a baby, I yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> He's just attached to my hip coming everywhere with me. He loves it. Sure. Uh, and
0: you know what, honestly, people always ask us, you know, how do you live overseas? You know, for those that don't know, my wife Ingrid and I have um, uprooted our, our family and we're we're house sitting our way around North America at the moment. And you know what? Kids are pretty resilient.
1: Yeah, they just exactly. go
0: along with the flow and they learn heaps.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the things I was, you know, slightly freaking out inside when I found out I was pregnant because, you know, I was three months into almost launching my tea sort of thing I put all of this work in and I had my year mapped out. You know, then it was mapped out of, like, what I was going to do and the plan and the, the rollout for everything. Like, I was going to go in and make a really huge splash sort of thing. Um, and then, you know what, things happen. I had a really tough pregnancy. I was sick for pretty much nine months and then, wow. you know, I had – You know, I had a baby and, of course, he was like super quiet and let me do everything for the first four months and then they grow. So, I think it's just like you just go with the punches, right? You just roll with it. Like they kind of fit into your life and with what you want to do, you know? People might have been freaking out that you guys were moving overseas, but like Andy's loving it, right? She just kind of like fits in with what you guys are doing, which is awesome.
0: 100%. Um, you've spoken about writing a lot and Mm -hmm. that that it's, it's been a a part of your life for a long time. And and it really is probably one of the key successes for fitness in the city. As you said, you were one of the first kind of fitness blogs back in Australia. Um, what are your secrets around that? Like, what are your, do you write at a particular time each day? Do you, how, like, how do you find your topics and things like that?
1: Yep. Um, I think, I'm very unpolished, right? I'm very conversational, so it's kind of I think that fine line between being well-researched and using, like, that knowledge base to kind of making it um, relevant in people's lives so they can actually take away the chunks of information from it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not being preachy, being real, I think, is, like, super important. Um, And to where is my schedule? Again, it's kind of just comes out from whatever I want maybe it's a story I'm working on with like a PR company or if it's something that I'm experiencing at the moment so it could be like around a pregnancy or injury recovery or you know I'm just coming back into running so it might be focused on that so again I just kind of go with that I'm not one of those ones at the moment who has that full um you know strategic plan um I'm just kind of super real do as I can it fits into my life and I try not to let it rule my life because otherwise I might as well just be sitting at a desk 24-7, which kind of defeats the purpose of me running my own businesses to let me have the freedom of what I want to do in between.
0: Mm. And you talk about freedom and you've spoken about lifestyle before. Like, yeah. how, do, how do you find like running your own business has benefited you? And I, I don't mean in a financial way, but like how has it added to your life? How has it helped you grow?
1: Um, I think it's just that freedom, like literally not being stuck inside all the time. Like the joy <laughs> it gives me to be able to go outside at ten o'clock and get a juice or a coffee, you know, yeah. is awesome. I know it sounds so stupid and such a small thing, but like I think growing up on a farm when I was younger and kind of being able to run wild, um, it kind of stuffed me up for corporate world in a way. You know what I mean? Like I just I'm not good at being told what to do and just to have to sit there all day. Like I wanna be able to go do things or schedule holidays when I wanna do or work from where I wanna work. Like know tomorrow i'm probably going to work in a cafe for half the day and sit in the park and play with jet for the rest of the day like it gives me that flexibility to kind of do that which is awesome and you know and meet so many people as well who's like in similar situations and who inspire you and you know that keeps me going as well which is awesome
0: i i percent agree like when i was when i like back in in newcastle i had time to Do some work in parks and things like that. The people that would stop and you'd meet and you'd talk to was amazing. Like it really, Uh it really kind of just opens up a a new space for you.
1: Exactly. You just get so stuck in that if you're doing the nine to five, and there's nothing wrong with the nine to five as well. Like I try to sometimes stick with those hours when I can. Mm -hmm. But like if you don't have that kind of either passion in the job that you're doing or passion outside of that job, and you're literally just you know, getting to work, working, coming home, TV and then you're on that cycle, um, you know, that, that's for me, that's no life to live and I always kind of in two minds about it. Obviously not everyone can follow their passion, you know what I mean, like mm. they might not be in that position to be like, you know what, I'm going to make a career out of knitting, you know, like that's not going to work for everyone. So if you don't fully love your job, you know, make sure you've got something outside of that that's really feeding you, you know, you got to have something that's feeding your soul. You can do a shit job earn awesome money and then spend it with your family going on a killer holiday, it's like, that's a great life as well. It's not saying that, you know, everyone's got to quit tomorrow and try to find what they want to do.
0: And and what would, what would be your advice for not, not the person kind of quitting their job, but the person that's been toying with an idea that's like at at the edge, that's thinking of taking the leap, but they don't know. And they're waiting for that perfect day. Like what would, what would your advice to that person be?
1: Yeah, I think there's never going to be that perfect day, right? I think, you know, if you're not ready to take that leap, kind of just dip your toe in, start small. Like, you know, if it's writing that blog, you know, just start doing that or can you do it on the weekends if you want to develop a product idea? You know, you don't have to just like quit tomorrow and dive straight in. You know, I think dip your toe in, get a feel for it, but you've just got to start. You know, I think if you've been thinking about it for longer than even like a, you know, a few months. You just got to kind of do it. Mm.
0: No, that's great. And Lee, before we, before we do wrap up, I have one final question that um, I ask everybody or my guests, and that is to describe your perfect day.
1: Oh, my perfect day. Um, I think my perfect day would be waking up nice and early, have to have that coffee before eight o'clock, otherwise it's not pretty. (laughs) And it's literally probably just like a super quiet one, you know, like us, you know, with the fam and our pup, you know, going for a drive out to the Royal National Park or, you know, somewhere near the bush and, and the beach, just, you know, spending the morning there then having an amazing lunch somewhere and just, just really kicked back and relaxed. And you know, I'd probably sneak in a few emails and writing in between just because, you know, I love it. Yeah. But yeah, quiet. I love the quiet. Nothing too hectic maybe some a movie at the end of the day and then just an early night right now as a new parent would be bliss
0: oh that's perfect and lee thank you so much for your time today and also the encouragement and motivation um that you give so many people um through your writing and through your businesses um it really is great and if people want to reach out to you what's the best way for them to connect with you
1: yeah, absolutely. So um, the couple of ones is on Instagram is Little Wildling Co. and then Fitness in the City is Fitness in the City underscore, which has both of my email addresses. But yeah, I'd love people um to drop me a line. I, you know, I send bibles of information back. So yeah, my um email address is hello at littlewildlingco.com. So send me an email, guys. I'd love to love to help you out and answer any questions.
0: And I'm just gonna chuck one more question in there. Yeah. And, and this comes back to the tea. So that 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 all round of tea that Little Wide Linko has that is just the sunshine for the soul, what, what would that pick be?
1: Oh, I think probably the sunshine for the soul would be I Need a Moment, which is pretty much that volume in a teacup, which is like so beautiful and soothing and relaxing. Yeah, that, that would be the pick.
0: Unreal. Thanks heaps, Lee. I'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes and they can be found at liveimmediately.com. Thank you all for listening and until next time, have fun and live immediately.